Welcome to the Talk Faith Podcast, an outreach ministry of Lone Star Church in Northwest Missouri. Each month, we will bring you a timely message of faith from the Word of God that we believe will make an impact in your life. Let's join Pastor C.F. Rainey for this month's message. Well, welcome into the June podcast. We're glad that you're listening again. Excited to be with you. Excited to be able to talk faith with you. And this month, we're going to talk about a subject uh, that God really laid on my heart uh, the last few weeks as I've been uh, preparing for the podcast. And uh, the thing that, that's really uh, been on my heart is a spiritual heritage. And so I'm thankful again this month to be joined by my wife, Nicole. And, uh, you know, I, I was just looking, Nicole, at both of our families and, and this spiritual heritage that both of us have uh, through grandparents and parents. And uh, so we're going to look at some scriptures and, and get into just sharing some of our personal experience uh, about spiritual heritage from our parents and, and family members. And so the thing that, that really comes up to me, Nicole, is in Genesis 18, uh, verse 19, right? God is is looking for someone to make a covenant with, and, and he chooses Abraham, and he says this about Abraham. He says, for I have known him, right? God says, I've known Abraham in order that he would command his children and his household after him, that they would keep the way of the Lord to do righteousness and justice that the Lord would bring to Abraham what he has spoken to him. And so one of the things he said about Abraham is, I know him and I know he's going to teach the things that I show him to his children and and it will trickle down to further generations. And so we've both seen that in our own lives, in our families. Um, I look at, we we just recently were going through, uh, my mom passed away last year and it was just her birthday here in the month of June. And we were looking at uh, some family Bibles and things that she had and, and just looking at, at all these family members uh, born again, you know, looking at my, my grandparents, uh, my grandma and grandpa Craven on her side and the spiritual heritage they left to their 12 children that have then trickled down to grandchildren and great-grandchildren. And you have the same thing in your family. But when you look, God says, this is one of the most important things. This is why I chose Abraham because he was going to leave a spiritual heritage to his children. Yeah, I mean, you're so right. I grew up with <clears throat> that legacy of faith. My grandma, my great-grandma, I didn't know my great-grandma, but um, I've heard stories about her and her faith and how it transferred to her children. And then my grandma's faith transferred to my my dad, and then my dad transferred his faith to me. And we can see that in Timothy when Timothy's um, mom and grandma and the importance and the role that they had on the plan of God for his life. And so how, what we give our children and that, and, fa- and with faith is so vital. And, and you think, Nicole, you know, so often I think people just look at spiritual things and, and biblical truths and, and so often maybe people rely on the church uh, to teach their children, to teach their grandchildren about that. And and it's so, and we see it in the Bible, and we're, we're going to look at a couple more scriptures here in a moment, but the importance of that those things are occurring in the home, that, that we're not only teaching our children about the Word, we're being examples of, of godly, you know, fathers and mothers, men and women, 
but but it's it's a combination of at home and at church that is is not just simply hey we're going to rely on our church and Sunday school and VBS and church camp to teach our kids about God we're going to make sure we're leaving a spiritual heritage of our faith in our children here from our home yeah both are important you know you have to have the church the Bible talks a lot about having a shepherd and being a part of a congregation. In fact, Ephesians talks about being fitly joined together. Um, you know, there's so much about you're not called to fit in, you're not called to fit in, but actually you are called to fit in. The Bible says you're called to fit in a place that he has um, called you to be. So a, a church is important. That is most definitely a part of it. But on the other side of that, how we um, conduct ourselves in our home, um, you know, we, we don't have a Bible study with our children every day. But what I like to think that we do is have a lifestyle of it. You know, when things come up and situations happen with our children or even with us, you know, how do we respond to those things? Are our children seeing us respond by the word or or do they hear us talk about Jesus? And 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 it's not all the time, but it, it is mentioned in our home often. You know, we, we talk about Jesus and we talk about, you know, any situation that our kids face. We always try to make sure that we can apply the word of God and, and how to overcome in those in those things. So it's most definitely the the importance of a mom and a dad and a, and, and even grandparents because you know you mentioned about you know your legacy, your mom, your grandmother, and my grandmother, and and how vital they were to uh, to us and actually what we're doing today. Yeah, and I, I think the realization that you don't right we don't get there. Where, where we're at today w- without those things passed down. And, and I look back, and so my grandma Craven, my mom's mom, was the only grandparent that um, I had that, that was living when I was born. And, and so she, she was that example, and, and she actually lived with us for a little while. But, but just remembering my grandma praying and my grandma reading her Bible. And, and then um, later in life, man, my grandma, as, as I became a, a young adult, my grandma just it's interesting because you think growth, you know, when does growth happen? Well, you get, you get born again and, and, and then it's supposed to be continual. And I look at the spiritual growth in my grandmother in her last few years, when, when she was reading her Bible, when she was praying, she got filled with the Holy ghost and she'd, she'd be watching TBN, right? Christian television all the time. You'd, you'd go over to her little apartment and she'd have Benny Hinn on or Kenneth Copeland on or someone on. And, and I just look at that, and, and those are things I remember. And I think about your grandma, uh, your grandma Happy, and where we're at today at Lone Star, and, and just the foundation that she had. And, and maybe just share a little bit about, about your grandma uh, with, with everyone listening today, uh, especially because you look at where we are at Lone Star and how, how she played a part in that, whether she really knew it or not at the time. It's really funny because I don't know that my grandma, I know my grandma saw things about that church, um, but I don't think she ever imagined it would look the way it does right now. But my grandma, um, Bonnie, um, played a very, very large role in my life. She was a strong woman, um, didn't really back down from many arguments. <laughs> and I watched my grandma live her life, but she, she was very loving and she was kind and she was a fun person. And so, um, 
she just had strong influence in my life, but I know that she talked about Jesus a lot. And when I was a little girl, I spent time with her on the farm and we talked about Jesus. And, and I can remember little moments of just her teaching me how to exercise my faith out on that farm when I would see bees or wasps or something. And she would teach me how to rebuke a bee. <laughs> and I, I just think, you know, even I, I, I learned how to exercise my faith by rebuking a bee or rebuking a wasp and how that faith and how that uh, teaching got me to where I am right now and how to exercise my faith on the level that we are now. Um, but my grandma, I, I went through a time in my life in my t- teenage years where I was not living right and I wasn't doing things godly. And I can remember, number one, she loved me through those moments. And number two, I can remember going to her house and we'd have dinner and she would just pull out her Bible and she would start reading scriptures. And I would begin to tremble because I knew I, I knew that what I was, the way I was living wasn't right. And I knew that, um, um, I knew that I needed to make a change, but my grandma never gave up on me. And I, and I don't know things that she saw in the future for me and, and on all of her grandchildren, but, um, I knew she knew there was a call of God on my life and she never gave up on that. Amen. And, and so you just look at what it's meant to us from our grandparents to our parents to us and now to our children and, and the, the, the thought and realization that, Hey, you know, we're, we're believing that, that our children aren't going to be the generation where it stops. It's going to continue to grow. And you mentioned Nicole, uh, second Timothy one talking about Timothy. Well, it's interesting when you read that second Timothy one, actually starting in verse three and, and Paul's writing this letter to Timothy, a young pastor. And Paul says, I thank God whom I serve with a pure conscience, as my forefathers did, as without ceasing, I remember you in my prayers day and night. And, and then he goes down to verse five say and says, when I call to remembrance the genuine faith that is in you, which dwelt first in your grandmother Lois and your mother Eunice, and I'm persuaded is in you also. So twice, Paul makes mention of his own spiritual heritage. He says, look, I serve God just like my forefathers did, just like my parents, just like my grandparents, just like my great-grandfather did. And then he says, Timothy, you're doing the same thing, right? Your grandmother, Lois, and your mom, Eunice, they, they were these amazing women of faith. And he says that same genuine, real faith is in you. And, and I think when you hear that, sometimes it's encouraging. And, and the one thing I do want to touch on real quick, Nicole, is maybe there's someone listening to the podcast and you're like, I didn't have that spiritual heritage. Well, guess what? You can be the one they're talking about in the next generations like like Paul did his forefathers, like he did with Timothy's grandma and mother, right? It has to start somewhere. And so if it hasn't started with you, you can be the one that starts that spiritual heritage with yourself and with your children and and be that one where people can look back and say, that's where it began. That's where us going to church. That's where us reading the Bible. That's where me praying. That's where me born again. That's where me filled with the Holy Ghost. That's where me walking in faith. That's where it all started. But, but it's interesting that Paul talks about it, and, and it's not just a natural heritage. We know Paul was a, really a spiritual father to Timothy, and so sometimes it's, an, it's a natural thing, and sometimes it's just a supernatural thing that God puts people in your life that you can look at, and they're a spiritual grandma or grandpa or a spiritual father or mother to you, and, and you see what it meant in Paul's life and then what it was doing in Timothy's life, and Paul was trying to get him in remembrance of that. And I think sometimes, Nicole... 
uh, in our own lives. When, when, when things get tough and, and you're, you're up against a test or trial, you, you've, you've got to remind yourself, hey, you know what? We've got this heritage and, and these people put this in us and they face trials and we can do the same thing. Well, I think that the thing that I draw from that particular passage in Timothy is that your, their faith was transferable. It went from grandma to mama to son. My faith, my grandma's faith went from, from her to her son and to her granddaughter, now to my children. And that Paul, the other interesting thing about that particular passage is that Paul saw their faith. Um, Timothy, it didn't mention anywhere that Timothy went and, uh, you know, went and shouted about how great his faith was. It said Paul saw his faith. And so the thing is, is when we're, when we are um, raising our children and raising our families and, and doing what God called us to do, people are going to see that genuine faith within you. And, you know, I, I, I mentioned just a minute ago about my grandma and um, teaching me how to rebuke a bee. <laughs> it sounds so silly, but when you're like, you know, I was an eight-year-old kid and I didn't like bees and I didn't want to deal with them. And when she taught me, and, and so, you know, that was a level of her faith that she transferred to me and it, it built something in me. Amen. And, you know, you talk about that with your grandma and I remember, when my mom, uh, man, my mom, she made sure us kids were in church on Sunday mornings. We were in Sunday school. We were in vacation Bible school. We were, you, you know, involved when the church doors were open. We were there. And uh, I remember when we were little, my mom would read these these Bible stories that that came in this set of, of books. I remember they, they had like a blue binding and they had like artwork on the front of them. I'm, I'm sure, especially back in the day in the 70s, some traveling salesman came through, and my dad was always a sucker for traveling salesmen, and, and that he bought them. But we'd sit down and do that, and I remember that family Bible that, that we just saw again as we were going through some of my mom's things. I remember that family Bible uh, on, on the shelf under the, the coffee table in, in our formal living room, and I remember seeing it there, and I remember mom reading from it. And then as, as I got older and... Uh, my my mom got filled with the Holy Ghost and and really just on fire for God, and she got the book, uh, Billy Brim's book about the blood of of Jesus. Right? What what is the title? Of that the blood and the glory. Yeah, she got that book, and and man, from that time she she really started to grow an understanding of the blood, and she would just plead the blood of Jesus over us, and, and that's still a prayer, and and something that that I got from her with our own children when, when they leave or go, I just plead the blood of Jesus over you before they go to school and, and different things. And, and that, that comes from, from that amazing heritage that we get from, from our families. And so I want to read another scripture here, uh, Psalm 78 uh, verses three through seven. I'm going to read this out of the passion translation and, and listen to what the psalmist says. He said, we've heard true stories from our fathers about our rich heritage. We will continue to tell our children and not hide from the rising generation the great marvels of our God, his miracles and power that have brought us all this far. The story of Israel is a lesson in God's ways. He established decrees for Jacob and established the law in Israel. He commanded our forefathers to teach them to their children. For perpetuity, God's ways will be passed down from one generation to the next, even to those not yet born. 
In this way, every generation will set its hope in God and not forget his wonderful works, but keep his commandments. So perpetuity, right? He, he's talking about it's supposed to go on forever, right? It, it, it didn't end with, and, and you've got a picture, right, of your great-grandma? Yeah, setting with a, a Bible, and it is this uh, neat old picture that Nicole has a copy of. And, and so you just look, that's the way it's supposed to be, right? Forever, generation to generation, uh, not just talking about the word, but, but talking about what God has done and, and what he's brought you through and, and just encouraging the next generation so that it continues forever. And, and I think that's such, such an interesting uh, picture that the psalmist writes here that guess what? Even for those, he says, not yet born that we're believing that, that this heritage is going to continue down through. Mm-hmm. Um, Deuteronomy 6, 5 through 7 says, You shall love the Lord your God with all your heart and all your soul and all your might. And these words that I command you today shall be on your heart. You shall teach them diligently to your children and shall walk of them, excuse me, and you shall talk of them when you sit in your house and when you walk by your way and when you lie down and when you rise. And so the thing that the takeaway from that passage is that it is a lifestyle. It's a lifestyle in your home um, and uh, making sure that no, no matter what comes up, no matter what, what happens in your home, that we always point, point our children back to Jesus. Because one day we're not going to be here. I, I look at my grandma's gone. Your mom's gone. If we do our children a disservice when we don't teach them how to use their faith, when we, if, if all we do is fix it for them and all we do is, um, use our faith to fix them instead of saying, how, how, how can you overcome this? This is what the word says. We're going to be an overcomer. There were some things in my children's life that, um, were very hard for them just recently and, and. And, and it was hard for me and it hurt my heart. And I looked at this situation and it would have been easy for me to be like, well, I'll just fix it for you. But that wasn't going to help my kiddo. And so I gave them scripture. I said, we're going to overcome. And this is how we overcome. Number one, we overcome by the blood of the lamb and by the word of our testimony. So the blood is going to bring us over. The blood of Jesus will bring us over. And the testimony out of your mouth is going to bring you over. So we overcome. And um, those are things, your mom's gone, my grandma's gone, I have my dad and my mom here. Um, but it would have been, my our grandparents and our mom, you know, your mom, excuse me, it would have been a disservice to us if they didn't teach us how to use our faith. Amen, because, and it's interesting, you know, you mentioned there in Deuteronomy, and it says, you, you shall teach them, right, the words of God diligently to your children. You, you have to be, if you want to leave a spiritual heritage, you, you have to be diligent about it. You have to be purposeful about it, right, Nicole? It's not just going to happen because, well, you know, we go to church, and, and you, know, we, you know, we read our Bible sometimes, we pray sometimes. There, there's there's got to be some purpose to, to leaving that heritage, right? Timothy, it, it wasn't just that it was by example, which it has to be by example, but there has to be some purpose in what you're doing with your children, with your grandchildren, so, so that this heritage, so that there's not a break in a generation, because ultimately, right, the Bible talks about that, that if, if there is a break, all of a sudden things can go horribly wrong, and all of a sudden now you've got generation after generation going 
the direction away from God instead of towards him. So, so there's got to be some purpose in that and being diligent about it. And it, it talks about Nicole. I, I love it. And you, and you read it. It's like, Hey, you know, when you should talk to your kids about God, when you sit in your house, when you're walking or, or with us right in the vehicle, uh, before you go to bed, when you get up, right. It talks about uh, binding them as a sign on your hand, uh, frontlets between your eyes, write them on the doorpost of your house. What's it saying? It needs to be this continuous thing, but there has to be some purpose to it uh, that that heritage would continue so your children would understand, not just, hey, mom and dad love God, but I love God and this is how I serve him. Yeah, um, you know, I, I was thinking about in, there's a verse in Joshua uh, four twenty one through 22, and it said, he said to the people of Israel, when your children ask their fathers in times to come, what do these stones mean? Then you shall let your children know Israel passed over this Jordan on dry ground. And in the Old Testament, anytime miracles would happen and big, you know, events happened, you know, the parting of the Red Sea, they would build altars and put stones up why, so they could remember the goodness of God in their life. And they could remember these events where God showed up with power. And so one of the things that you can do even as a parent or a grandparent is go back and talk about man, children love stories. Um, my children love to hear stories of me growing up or you growing up CF and things that we did as a kid or my grandparents did as a kid. They love that. And one of the things that you can do is go back and tell stories. Hey, this is how we overcame. One time we were facing this situation and, and talk about those moments where you, uh, God showed up and built and, and you built an altar in your life because of the power of God that showed up for you. Those things build faith within them. Hey, mom and dad overcame. Hey, they faced this trial. They faced this situation or they faced, um, you know, a mountain that they had to learn to speak to. And, and, and those, those moments, when you start to talk about those stories, it truly builds faith within them. Amen. And, and it's important Nicole, and you've mentioned it a couple of times and, and you see it in the Bible. And, and I remember mentioning this at, at my mom's funeral when I spoke that, you know, in the Bible, God, and we talked about it, God chose Abraham because he said, I can trust him to keep this covenant with, with me and to keep this covenant with his children, right, to teach it to his children and his grandchildren. And, and we know that, that from that covenant of, of Abraham, that the lineage comes down through generation after generation after generation after generation, all the way to, to Jesus. And, and God was known after he made covenant with Abraham as the God of Abraham. But it didn't just stop there. Abraham taught his son, and then he was the God of Abraham and Isaac. And it didn't just stop there. And then we see God referred to as the God of Abraham, Isaac, right, and and, and Joseph. And, and, and it just can, continues through that, right? And, and God wasn't just the God of Timothy, right? No, before that, he was the God of, of Eunice. And before that, he was the God of Lois. And, and so making sure that that heritage, it, it, it can't just be, hey, God's my God. But, but what you said, I've got to teach my children how to walk by faith. I've got to teach my children how to trust God. Because at some point, first, they're going to leave the home. And, and, and we've got our son, Bo, is, is going to be a senior this year. So they're going to leave the home. Now, granted, we're, we're a phone call away or whatever away from him to help. But at some point, we're going to leave this earth should Jesus tarry and, and to have the, the, the trust that, hey, we put in 
Bo, Lucy, and Olive, we, we put in them what we believe they know or need to know to have a heritage of faith, to be able to walk by faith, to be able to trust God, to be able to see signs, miracles, and wonders, that that heritage will, will, will not only continue, but honestly believing that it, it will continue to grow stronger in our children, our grandchildren, great-grandchildren, and, and on down the line. Well, and here's the thing about it. You know, we, we've talked on some of the other podcasts about teaching your children how to be led by the Spirit of God. Um, there's going to be moments in our children's life where they're going to have to hear from heaven and we can't be there to do that for them. And um, and it's always great to get counsel. Counsel is great. Wisdom is great from people who have been there before and who have walked the walk and done those things. But you are only called to hear from God for yourself. No one else can do that for you. And um, our children know about you know, Romans 8, 14 and 16 at an earlier age than we ever did. And so praise God for that. So their children are going to understand and have further revelation um, at an earlier age than what even our children did. And they're going to get better. And then their grandchildren are going to get better. Um, But you you talk in Psalms 145, 4, it says, One generation shall commend your works to another and shall declare your mighty acts. And so it's, you mentioned it, you know, it's a legacy or it's generational. It's generational. And how you do that, you declare his works to another. Talk about the word. Talk about the goodness of God. Talk about the power of God. Talk about, you know, his provision. Um, and make those declarations with your children. Talk about the mighty acts of God. Amen. And and real quick, as, as we're kind of wrapping it up, Nicole, um, and I'm going to have you speak to this. Something Brother Hagen said about the the move of the spirit of god and and being lost on generations and 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 i know you you and i've talked about that but maybe just share that a little bit here before we close out well i can't remember the exact quote so if anyone's listening that knows the quote exactly i apologize because this might be a little choppy but um brother hagan gave a, a prophetic word that there would be um, a generation that would lose what was, you know, the move of God if if we didn't teach them um, by demonstration and uh, by and through the Word of God, and and I remember whenever I heard him say that, um, it it dropped in my heart that I I was not going to let a generation lose what the generation in front of me gave me like meaning the generation below me, I wasn't going to not give that to him because maybe I was afraid of what people would think about me and the power of God and, and even just the word of God all mixed together. I, I, it, it is so vital to me, um, not just for my own children, but even for the youth in my church, um, that they carry what the generation gave me and I pass to them that they carry that and they carry it well. Amen. And and that's something, uh, Nicole, as pastors, that, that's been important to us, that it's it's not just teaching the adults at our church uh, faith and, and, and how the Holy Ghost leads and moves, but it's making sure our children's ministry in our church is strong, that our youth ministry is strong. And, and God told you and I uh, a few years ago about the importance of having our children where the Spirit of God is moving and, and what that would do in their lives. And, and it's also, we know it's important for our youth. And, and that's why we do some of the things with our youth that we do and where we send them and, and people that come in. And because we want 
that next generation uh, to continue to have that genuine faith, to continue to have that fire of the Spirit of God, because things can be so easily lost. And, and you can look at history, and, and you can see how things get, get lost from one generation to another, that something that was occurring, all of a sudden a generation's like, oh, it's not that important to teach. You know, well, it, it'll be fine. They'll, they'll figure it out on their own. And the next thing you know, two generations down, th- there's no mention of it. There's, there's, you couldn't see it within, within those people. And, and that's why these things have to be intentional. They have to be purposeful that, that we don't lose uh, what we are enjoying, right? And, and you mentioned it, that's been handed down from our grandparents to our parents to us, that, that we don't lose that with the coming generations. You know, something that um, I want to share and maybe encourage as we kind of wind down here is, you know, when you're younger and, you're, and you've got little, little kids and, and you're endeavoring to put the word in them, and it just seems like that those littler kids um, are maybe more receptive than the teenagers. And so, you know, your approach to the teenagers is much different than it is the littler kids. You're still giving them the word. You're still, you know, trying to put, you know, Jesus in them and, and keeping those truths in them. So it is a little bit different. But one of the greatest ways that you can have, another great way to have influence on your children is through prayer. Um, and so there's nothing like a mama who gets a scripture and hangs on to it for their children through prayer. Um, and see if you mentioned about the blood of Jesus, your mom, I actually, I got her that book, uh, back 25 years ago, the blood and the glory by Billy Brim. She'd never heard of Billy Brim and, um, I hadn't either. And someone gave it to me and I gave it to her. And in there, Billy Brim talks about how her children, when they would leave the house, she did not care. That woman did not care who was with her children. If their friends were with them, she'd go out and she would lay hands on her son and put, I, I think lay hands on him or put her hand on his head and begin to plead the blood of Jesus. And she would plead the blood of Jesus over all of his friends. And, uh, Pastor Chip Brim would be kind of annoyed with her and even embarrassed. And, and, in and in that book, it goes on to say how that influence, how what the great, what a great influence that was on him and those uh, friends, and how they talked about that. And I also do the same thing for my son and and his friends. <laughs> like I plead the blood. I'm like you seatbelts, and I plead the blood of Jesus over you. I don't care if they think I'm a weirdy. I do not care. I plead the blood of Jesus over my children. But you know, even though it may seem like um, they don't hear you, they hear you. They're listening. And your prayer life will have great influence too. Amen. And and we just want to encourage you, right? Because maybe you've listened to this, and, and like I mentioned earlier, you're, you're thinking, well, well, I don't have a spiritual heritage. No one in my family's ever went to church. I'm I'm the first one in my family to ever go to church and and to to read the Bible and and to right be someone who's walking by faith. Well, then let it start with you, right? It, guess what? Abraham wasn't the first person in his family, but he's where it began. And then he made sure, right, with his children and grandchildren, right, those he was he could influence in person, he made sure that it wasn't lost. And and so maybe that's you. And and praise God, man, that, that is an awesome thing that, that it would start with you. But but if it's you, right, make sure that it doesn't get lost on on the next generation and the generation after that. And uh encourage them that hey, this isn't just for you, right? As they start to grow older, hey guess what? You need to make sure that you continue this with your children, but because we want this great heritage of faith 
in our family. And, and really the, the most important thing is we, we don't want anyone in our family to die and go to hell. We, we want everyone in our family to be in heaven with us for eternity. And we want them to uh, be able to live the life that God's called them to live here on this earth, a blessed life, a redeemed life, and a fulfilled life and a full life. Amen. Amen. And, and, and so we just, we just want to encourage you guys that, that if you've got that heritage, continue it. Right, don't don't let your generation be the generation that that drops the baton, and if you don't have that heritage, be the one that starts that heritage, and uh, just like with Paul, Timothy, and all these people in the Bible, right, they they could look and see how much they learned from their family, mothers, fathers, grand grandfathers, grandmothers, and those around them, right, spiritual parents. You know, Timothy with Paul and, and Nicole and I look at with with Brother Hagen and the Hagen family and what we learned at Rama. And with, with pastors Mark and Trina Hankins and, and people that have just been there for us, people that have, have spoken things into our lives that, that have been a blessing to us. And so many people that, that have come up alongside us as, as spiritual brothers and sisters, uh, other pastors and ministers that, that we've met and formed relationships with, and, and how that continues uh, to encourage and inspire Uh, to grow higher and higher with God and to continue on doing the things he's called us to do. And so we're so thankful that uh, you've spent this time with us this month. I look forward to being with you again in July and uh, just excited about what God is doing in your life as well. Thank you for joining Pastor C.F. Rainey on the Talk Faith Podcast. Remember, if you are in Northwest Missouri, we would love for you to worship with us in person on Sunday mornings at 9 or 11. For more information about us, please visit our website at LoneStarChurch.org or follow us online on Facebook and Instagram. Also, if you're enjoying the show, please feel free to rate, subscribe, and leave a review wherever you listen to your podcasts so others can share in the word. Thanks again for tuning in, and we look forward to being with you again next month for another faith-building message from the Word of God.